0: way the Who Am I podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my story. I hope that something that I have said has connected to you. If it has, DM me, let me know. I want to hear what you like, what you don't like. I really want honest feedback from you because the whole reason that I'm doing this podcast is in the hopes to helping at least one person. And if this has helped you, I really want to know. And if you want me to talk about something in particular or elaborate on something, let let me know. I'm an open book. As you can tell, I've always been an open book. I have no qualms talking about my life. I feel like everyone has a story and we're so unique, but yet we're so connected as well. And sometimes I feel like we think that we're alone in the world and we think that we're the only ones going through something. And so I'm want to let you know that you're not alone and you're amazing. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. And I hope that you realize that if this is your first time listening, thank you so much. I would highly suggest going to my intro track so that you know what this podcast is all about. And then starting from chapter one, because we're in chapter five now. So to recap the last episode, I was living in Tulsa and I was going I feel like my um, I feel like my personal development started in Tulsa because I realized that my ex was an asshole and I needed to heal from that and I needed to regain who I was and it was nice to be back with friends but I had been struggling with finding balance because of my fitness life and all my friends in Tulsa, I realized were just partiers and I didn't ever feel truly connected to anyone. And I had a couple things happen to me, which I'll probably talk about in later episodes that kind of threw me for a loop and threw me into um, some pretty bad depression. And it was, it was rough, But it was really good living in Tulsa. And I know that I was at this point where I didn't think I could see a future in Tulsa, but I didn't really know what else to do. I had kind of been entertaining thoughts of moving to new cities to train at gyms with people that I was really that I had really admired and just packing up and moving and making friends in the fitness industry because that's what I was passionate about. And then I'm sure one day I was talking to my friend Sarah and she said, "Hey, you know, come Scott's going to Mexico City for the summer, just come live with us." And so, in May of 2016, once again I packed up my car and I left and I moved to a new state. That's just how I roll. If I don't like a job, I leave. If I don't like where I'm living, move. I loved living with Sarah so much. It was nice. We hadn't lived, we'd never lived together and we hadn't really hung out since our early twenties. It had probably been six to eight years since we had lived close to each other. So it was really fun getting to know each other again. And she was super busy with work. She's a teacher and she was gone all the time working like a crazy person to help cover rent. And I was or cover bills because Scott was out of town and so she I'm sure she was super stressed out during that time and I know that I got a little boy crazy and it was a new city and I was single and so I was on Bumble and Tinder all the time and I have definitely um dealt with phone addiction and ignoring the people I'm around and not being present in the hopes of finding a guy and that's always driven me and I know that I have hurt people and um it makes me really sad because now that I know all that I know I wish that I could go back to that Lindsay and even prior and just be like, Girl, focus on yourself. You're fine. Like, it'll happen when it happens and it's never gonna be good until you figure yourself out. So I definitely went out and partied a lot. I would go out by myself and drink and I went I found barbarellas and I would just go dancing all the time and um I when I moved to Austin I felt thank God I listened to this because i f I'm sure it was my you know inner voice or whatever that was like you I decided I wanted to do hair again and so I renewed my license I got my license in Texas and I remember I hadn't done hair in 2 years so I remember feeling very insecure there was all these new techniques that had come out and I just started practicing and I was serving at Trudy's Cafe at the time and so I remember I had a couple interviews or I had an interview at the salon downtown and I convinced a couple girls to let me cut their hair and to dye their hair and it was it was the first time I'd ever done balayage because they asked me to do a balayage application and I had never done it before in my life I had no idea what I was doing and I I think I have a photo, I'll probably post it, but I think it came out pretty decent for only the first time I've ever done it. So I'm self-taught as far as that goes. And I didn't get the job and I applied and applied and I was still serving. I ended up, meeting up with my friend Reese from Tulsa and he showed me around Austin we're having a great time and then my he was like hey another friend of mine wants to hang out do you mind I was like no let's go and so we went and we ended up meeting his friend Faith and she's also from Tulsa so Faith and I like had an instant connection she's the sweetest she kind of reminded me of myself she's I think eight to 10 years younger than I am and we just bonded and her and her friend were talking about the sushi place that they worked at and I was talking about how I hated Trudy's and they said you should come work at Mikado and so I was like okay cool and so I ended up applying at Mikado and got the job there and so I think I was working there five days a week at night and then I ended up getting a salon I think it was probably the fifth fifth or sixth salon that I applied at, and I ended up getting a job at the salon in Cedar Park, and so I was a commission stylist there, but we were not busy at all, and I was not making money, and it was so stressful because I was working at the salon for like eight hours, and then I would go work at the sushi place for like five and then I would go home and Sarah was gone a lot and so I had to take care of her dogs and so I'd have to get up early to walk them and walk them when I got home and I was so exhausted. During the time I was working at the salon, I started getting my website ready, my cards ready, I started networking, I started getting into some Facebook groups and connecting with women in Austin and I finally... I got it in my head like Lindsay what are you doing you hate this commission place you're at you need to just you need to find a booth rental place and so I ended up finding this place called Orbit and he the owner Christian was renting a chair out for one day a week which is totally unheard of and so I said to myself if I can't if I can't Pay for my rent for one day a week, then I'm not doing something right. And so I decided to take a chance on myself. I ended up quitting the commission salon I was at. I started working on Sundays at Orbit, and I was pretty. I mean, I wasn't super busy, but I just started networking my ass off and got people in my chair and did a really awesome new client promo and started to become known in a couple of Facebook groups as the girl to go to for hair. And that was so cool. And then um, I ended up moving out of Sarah's house and found a place to live up north with another girl uh, named Sarah and uh, this guy Caven And it was really fun because we were all single. We were all kind of the same age. We would hang out at the house and I was working out all the time. And I was working on Sundays and building a clientele and working at Mikado, And I started making really good money. Um, I've never made much. Uh, I've probably never made more than like 20 K in my life. And It's very embarrassing for me to say. I, we didn't, my parents didn't make much money. My dad was the only one that had a job and we never went on vacations. We never, like, I think we bought clothes at Goodwill. We never got anything new. We never got Christmas presents. Like we definitely didn't experience, we experienced lack. I mean, I was fed and, you know, all of that, but it was still, I never knew what it was like to have money. And so when I was working at Mikado, I was like paying down my bills. I had extra money and it was really nice to experience that for the first time. So even though I was super happy during this time, I was working, I was going out on dates. I was meeting a lot of cool people. Like I like first dates. I think I like, I enjoy meeting people. I feel like I am, I, I enjoy good conversation and, but I was still in this, this depression cycle because I would I would go out on dates but then nothing would lead anywhere and then I would go out and I would drink too much and then I'd feel bad about myself and then I would work out but I wasn't working out hard enough and I I was just at this cycle where I wasn't happy with who I was and I I looking back on it now I, I think that I've always struggled with that because I've never liked myself or loved myself. I've just felt always at war with myself and looking to find love in other situations, whether it's friends or people or whatever. I feel like I have always, anytime I have a passion, anytime I'm passionate about something, that's when I feel alive. And if I'm not passionate about something or just kind of meh about my work or my career or whatever, then that that like bleeds into everything else and then I just feel blank. I just feel like it's felt like the majority of my life has been living in grayscale, and the only moments where I feel like really happy and energized and like I can see that all the color of the world is when I'm passionate about something. And so while I was passionate about hair, I wasn't really consumed by it and I wasn't really doing all that I could to build a career. It was more like a side job or a side hustle that I wanted to be full time. I didn't want to serve anymore, but I didn't really know how to get there. And so I would spend a lot of time in my room dreaming and watching TV. Oh my God, I've watched so much TV in my life. It's embarrassing. I would just lay, I would stay up late. I would talk to guys on, on Tinder or whatever. And then I would go on dates and, it was just this like sluggish sort of rip, like wake up. It was just like a, a hamster wheel, I guess, you know, like I, I was lazy. I wasn't really getting a lot done and I really want to fight a guy. So finally I started Googling how to meet a man <laughs> late at night. And I found this article by this late, this millionaire matchmaker lady. I think she had a TV show at one time, but it suggested to write down 10 things that you absolutely have to have in a man or a partner, and only two of those things could be physical. This is what I wrote. Fan the flame to my passions. Help me to discover new things in life. Have passions of their own. Introduce me to new music and love the music that I do as well. Be into health and fitness. Be a gentleman and sweet. Show me that they think I'm beautiful. Taller than me. Make me feel like music makes me feel. Make me laugh give me attention, and actually listen when I talk. I feel like by writing that list, it really helped me to focus in on what I was really looking for and not physical because I feel like sometimes we go on dates and we're like maybe not super attracted to them or maybe we just hyper focus on one thing and sometimes I feel like we don't give people a chance or we don't even know what we're freaking looking for and by writing that list and making it and the article suggests like don't if someone doesn't check off all 10 things next because it's not going to work and I think I made this list shortly before I met Dan and I remember keeping that in the back of my mind and if I went on a date with someone who didn't have one of these qualities or if they had, you know, 8 but not 10, I would say next because it wasn't what I was looking for and I didn't want to make the same mistakes in relationships that I had in the past. And when I met Dan, he checked off every single every single thing and more so. So I really suggest if you're single To really sit down and think about who you want to be with and not just in the physical realm but emotionally and how they make you feel and how they're going to support you and how they're going to make you grow and how you can have good communication and just really sit down and think about what you want because I don't think I really knew what I wanted until I sat down and really started to focus on it and I really truly think that once you start seeing that person in your head not physically but just who they are going to be to you then that's You can start kind of putting it out there. And I feel like it just puts you in the right um, direction. It points you in the right direction towards that person. And then when you find that person, you have all of your needs met and you kind of figure out what you need before you even find that person, which is very helpful. So I ended up deleting and re-downloading the dating app so many times. I would go through like a dating you know, where I'd go on like two or three dates a week and then I wouldn't go on a date for two weeks and then I would just be lazy and introverted and then I'd force myself to go out and I did this for a long time and I was still partying and doing my thing and hanging out with Faith all the time and to be to be quite honest, I'm glad that I had that sort of single time in Austin to explore the city and to see the city before I got into a relationship. Um, so around Thanksgiving or the first Thanksgiving that I was in Austin was probably the worst of my life. Um, I, no one was at the house. I was alone. Um, I remember just binging TV and being depressed because Thanksgiving's always been my favorite holiday. Christmas was kind of weird growing up. And so I just don't ever really care about it. And so Thanksgiving was always the time and I have really good memories. It was always the time that my family would hang out and I had really good memories of it. So it was a little depressing, and I think I I got. Finally, got hungry and realized that I didn't have any food in the house, so I ended up eating a protein pancake and probably cried and drank too much wine. <laughs> but I remember the Monday after Thanksgiving, I re-downloaded Bumble and I was swiping left and right, and this guy's profile came up, and I couldn't really tell what he looked like. He had one picture of like a LinkedIn headshot, and he looked cute, but he looked a little preppy, a little, a little a little jockey kind of like he wasn't really my type, but there was something about his profile that made me swipe right. And I ended up matching with Dan and oh my God, we ended up talking all like I ended up getting, giving him my number pretty quickly. And we talked all day long. And I remember being so intrigued by him. He had the best questions to ask. And we were just talking about so many things. I think he made me take a Myers-Briggs, uh, the myers Brig test, like the first hour that we started talking and that intrigued me even more because I love tests but so we talked and talked and talked and we originally planned on going on a date on that Thursday but at the end of the night I was so smitten that I was like well what are you doing tomorrow because I had the mornings off and I knew he didn't have to work till 11 so I suggested a hiking date and we ended up meeting that next morning So I could barely sleep that night. I was so excited. I remember thinking that he was different from the beginning and our conversations were so great. He was so eloquent with his words and witty and I was just so intrigued by him from the beginning. So we met the next morning at Emma Long Park and he was already there when I pulled up and he had coffees for us and I remember... As soon as I pulled in and saw him, I was like, oh, shit, he's so handsome. Like, he was so much hotter than I had originally thought. And so that was a plus. But I get out of the car, and he was, he was taller than I was, which I was – that was like one of the first things I asked when we f- first started talking, and it was so funny because he was like, "I think I'm five eight, but I don't really know." And I was like, "Okay, whatever," because I I'm like five six, five seven, so I was like, "Perfect." And then I met his dog Owen, and he's so freaking cute. And I'm sure he gave me a bunch of kisses, and so we start hiking, and I just remember being so comfortable from the moment that I met him, and. Uh, we, we ended up talking and laughing and we got lost. And, uh, I just remember, I remember arguing with him about how Texas is not a desert and he said it was. And then finally I realized that it actually is. And so I don't know, we just really connected and, by the end of the hike, neither of us wanted the date to end, so we ended up going and getting breakfast, and then I could tell he, he had a meeting at 11, and he kept putting it off, putting it off, and I was like, you can leave if you need to, but it was, I remember feeling really flattered that he actually wanted to, you know, continue hanging out with me, and so finally, he had to go, and I remember he gave me a hug and a kiss on the cheek and then left. And he was kind of in a rush, which I understood. But I remember feeling a little bummed out that he didn't give me a kiss. And so then I ended up going to Faith's house and hanging out with her. And an hour or so later, Dan texted me. And I remember feeling so good because I was working really hard and not being too available and not texting first and just letting the guy pursue me. So I ended up going to his house the next day. And he made me dinner and he lived in this, I was driving out to his house and I was like, holy shit, like this guy has some money because he lived on Lake Travis in this cute little A-frame house. And I remember pulling up and feeling like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Like, this is so crazy. And I remember... The first night we were just so comfortable and ended up cuddling and making out. And I practically moved in like that week because I never left. I just would, I have the tendency to hang out with people when I like them all of the time. And I just become like tunnel vision obsessed and I just spend all my free time with them and, um, yeah, I just kind of become consumed, and now I realize that's not a good thing, but that was the the how we met and the start of our relationship, and I'm going to go ahead and continue this story in the next chapter, which is life with Dan, but I just want to talk about for a second what, if I could go back in time and tell Lindsay in like when I first moved here, even way before that, but just this chapter of my life, I wish I could go back and be like, look, go out, have fun, meet people, do the things that you're doing, but work on yourself as well. Like start getting to, to unpeeling the layers of your life and really looking into who you are and start loving yourself because you're never going to be able to be in a relationship if you can't love yourself, and I think that's the thing that I've missed in my very limited experience of having a relationship with two people who are kind of similar, because while Dan is not a narcissist, he is a little bit selfish sometimes, and he has had a hard time Um, he has a really hard time sharing his feelings and I do as well, but because of how he is, I push him away when I get too emotional, but then I feel like I'm not getting what I need or I have felt that way. I don't feel that way anymore, but, um, I wish that I could just go back and say, you need to figure out yourself and you need to not care what people think and you need to get into personal development and all of the things that I've been learning recently, it has just blown my mind and i wish that i would have started on that journey um, sooner, but you know what? That's, that's the past and that's life. And honestly, that's why I'm sharing my story because if I can connect to someone who's 10 years younger than I am, you are so far ahead of the game. If you're looking into yourself and looking into personal development, asking yourself questions and really learning who you are and really learning to love who you are, then you're so far ahead of the game because we're all so lost and, it just makes me so sad because I feel like my mind, I feel like I've been enlightened and I know that may sound cocky to say, but I truly believe that I, the world is brighter and I see the world differently. And I know that there are other people who have experienced this. And when you do, it is so freaking amazing. I can't even describe it. And I just want to share what I've learned and Moving to Austin was definitely the best decision, one of the best decisions of my life. And I really, 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 truly feel like my life started when I moved here and It's just, it's been so interesting doing my research for this podcast and looking back on my life and where I've been and where I am now and man, it's life is so amazing and there's so many times where you don't know what the hell is going on or why something is happening to you and then you look back on it years later, a minute later, an hour later and you're like, oh, okay, I get it now or oh, I had an opportunity there and I missed it. And that's okay because I'm going to learn from that and I'm going to move on and I'm not going to make those mistakes anymore. And I really think that we have to fail in order to grow And so my life has been a series of failures that I've grown from. And it's pretty exciting for me to look back on that and to be able to share that with you because that's the whole point of this podcast is to share my failures and successes so that maybe you can connect and learn from something. So Life with Dan is going to be the next chapter and I'm so excited about it. Um, Give you all the info on the ups and downs of our relationship and how much I've learned, which is, oh, there's so much i um, tell your friends about this podcast. If you liked it, share it on your story. Make sure that you tag me, um, tag me on social media, DM me, follow me. I'm way podcast everywhere. Way W A I, um, subscribe, leave me a review. Uh, let me know what you think of this and ask me questions. Cause like I said, I want to turn this into an interactive thing. If you have any suggestions, please let me know. I'm an open book and I want to connect with you and and uh, yeah, I'm going to stop talking now. Uh, I hope you have an amazing day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.